0: Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host Chris Taylor and this week I'm back with a brand new guest. Someone who has inspired me since day one of either my work, my podcasting, my life in general. He is the granddaddy of podcasting. He is the main man for inspiring all of the podcasts that are out there to this day. He is one of the best at what he does and without further ado it's Joe Rogan.
1: I didn't want to fanboy out when I met you but I'm a huge fan.
0: That's You're being way too kind bud that is you know coming from you that's fantastic that's amazing. Uh, I want to say though that uh, I am truly fascinated by your work and I want to dive into some of the key sort of concepts and things that you have you yourself have spoken about many a time. So let's dive into the, one of the most popular ones is monkeys and, and chimps and uh, <laughs> gorillas and all of that. What, you know, if there were as many chimps as there are people, What do you think would happen? If there was as many people or chimps
1: as there were people, it would be chaos. You wouldn't be able to leave your house. If there was as many chimps as there were people, you would never be able to get to your car. They would mug you every chance they got. They would rip your fucking feet off and and fuck your ass. They would do whatever they wanted (laughs) to. They would do whatever they wanted.
0: Interesting, interesting. What do you think the, the typical way for people to react is when it comes down to monkeys animals in general um do do give us a, a sort of Brief description. Soft. We think it's okay to look at a wild animal in its eyes. Mm, That's how shit, stupid we are. Me. Hi.
1: It's, it's a Hey, we're cool. We're cool, man. We're from <laughs> National Geographic <laughs> Society. We just come to make sure your baby's okay. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 fucking crazy, 800-pound silverback bursting through people? the trees. <clears throat> <laughs> <gasps> <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> gets right in your face. He's got fangs, and he only eats vegetables. I know. Shredded. Only designed to fuck you up. Everybody's always down for chimps, and I look. I'm not saying we should exterminate the chimps. Don't get me wrong, but let's just be realistic if chimps were everywhere and they had full freedom the way
0: people do We would have a
1: fucking serious problem.
0: We would have a serious problem Joe. Yes, we would. It'd be mental But what about the baboons Joe? What about the
1: baboons? Baboons are creepy dog fucking monkey things Uh,
0: Nobody's got a pet baboon. You're right. Nobody would want a pet baboon unless they were crazy or mental and they have these weird shaped bums that they fling around in the air for some reason no idea why um and and they they always seem like they're angry for no reason strange speaking of crazy animals why do you think that um certain animals are l- disliked uh, like snakes and like slithery sort of animals but others are loved so much Like bears, for instance,
1: because they don't want to shoot yogi. They don't want to shoot yogi and boo-boo. They're our friends. This is a teddy bear. I grew up with a bear. You don't know what a bear is. I've seen a bear in the wild. When you see a bear in the wild, you're like, oh You're you don't give a fuck about me. You're some weird heartless beast that is majestic looking Mm -hmm. who runs around eating moose and deer babies. That's what your deal is. You eat grass and berries and you like to lay around. You're fucking cool as shit. It's a cool ass animal. Yeah. It doesn't mean you hate it, but you gotta understand what the fuck it is. It's not like this idea like people don't want um, people to hunt bears in certain places, like particularly like uh, they're, they're, they're trying to regulate the size of uh, the amount of grizzly bears in certain parts of the country. They're like, hey, we, we need to keep a handle on this. Like a couple people get mauled, mm. you know, people start walking through Yellowstone and get attacked. It happens like a little bit more rapidly. The numbers get to a certain like they're like, these things have no fear of people. Like, we could actually help the population if they hand out bear tags and people start freaking out. You can't kill the bears. You can't kill the bears. Don't you kill the bear. Yeah. There's a reason why there's no fucking bears in California, only black bears. Our fucking state flag has a grizzly bear on it. Did you ever notice? Yeah, the state flag is a grizzly bear. They eradicated all the grizzly bears, eating people. So in the fucking 1800s, dude, there's a town. I think it's called Levesque. I think it's called Levesque. It's out near, like, on the way to Bakersfield. Beck? Lebeck. I think it's called Lebeck. It's a town named after the last dude that got killed by a grizzly bear, yeah, yeah. And to investigate this, they ex- exhumed his body, and his legs were fucking ripped apart, like his, you know, knees were snapped in half and shit. He got torn apart by a bear, and they they killed the bear, yeah. and they buried him, and that was the last bear. That was the last bear attack. They they killed all the bears. The reason why they killed all the bears is because that's what you have. to Do you fuck To be able to walk to your car? See, you don't you don't want bears in Santa Monica? Okay, shut up, just shut up. We do. We're going into their territory, man. They'll come into yours too. Okay, stop. Don't be silly. We definitely shouldn't kill all the bears, but we should kill a few. Should definitely kill some. Should kill some wolves too.
0: Wow, Joe. Nobody said anything about wolves. They are cute and cuddly and should be left alone at all costs. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. The control levels of wolves needs to be maintained as well as the bears, and it is understandable uh, in a world that is not necessarily ours. It's a balance between uh, animal and man. And when you do really go into the wild, it doesn't necessarily seem to be part of man at the moment. We do forget that we share this planet with many other animals. Joe, I'm going to show you some strange and maybe even alien images in a second. And I want you to comment on them uh, and say what first just pops into your mind when you see them and they'll be on the screen in a moment but just just talk me through what you're seeing right now
1: you're like if this was like on a spaceship you would think of like that look at that if that was on a spaceship etched into the side of the spaceship you'd yeah. be like holy
0: shit it's a fucking alien
1: language look i mean Whoa. i don't know what any of those things are i don't know what one of those numbers is i don't know what the fuck those words are those letters that's an alien language that's to me almost more alien than a lot of asian languages that looks
0: crazy so based off what you've seen there joe in the imagery in the strange imagery do you think aliens are real do you think they exist out there in this cosmos
1: yeah you know i would think that if, if aliens were real trump would have told us i really do believe that yeah that guy is he's such a fucking loose cannon he became the president like, maybe they hit it from him. I would think that if they told him, if they brought him, those are those two things I would want to know. Who killed JFK? Those are two things I'd want to know if I became the president. And yeah. are aliens real? What do you got, motherfucker? Yeah. What do you got? I go to the top generals. I bet, look, I'm going to defer to you guys. I'm not a military expert, okay? I yeah. you know, I don't want war, but uh, I, w- I want you guys to have support. I got full respect. Tell me about the aliens. (laughs) What do you got? What is this? Trump orders establishment of space force. He did that. That's right. The space force. But that's because there's, that's actually a military strategy because they're concerned that as technology improves, Russians are going to be in space and we're going to be in space or, or fight off the aliens. Yeah. Right. Like Will Smith type shit. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah, Mike Pence is behind him going, Jesus is going to save us. Yeah, I don't know, man. But if I became president, I never will. But if I did, those are the two things that I'd want to know. Who killed JFK and where the fucking aliens?
0: Where are the aliens and who shot JFK are definitely top of my list too, Joe. But what about stem cells in Panama, Joe? Tell me more. Drag me down there. Tell me a story.
1: You know, I sent my mom down there to uh, Dr. Neil Reardon because <laughs> I had him on the show with, uh, <laughs> with Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson's dad was 92 when he went down there. He was in a wheelchair. He was all fucked up. Eight years old. He's fine. All right.
0: Speaking of crazy things, what's it like to be around Alex Jones?
1: I think he's a, he's a very intense, very unusual, eccentric guy. Like, just being around him, you, you you get this sense of his energy. It's like, it's, it's all over the place. Ah, like Rick's Even now. From-
0: That's what Alex Jones is like. Can you do a good impression of him, Joe? Kids, to accept the numbers
1: when they come and collect us all for camps. Oh, God. I love that guy, but sometimes <laughs> he says shit that I just go, what? You need someone like me next to you all the time. That's what Alex Jones needs. Mm. He just needs me to go, hey, man, what? Stop, 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 stop. That might not be it. Some people need a rudder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And by the way, if I'm your rudder, you've got a serious fucking problem. <laughs> you've got a serious fucking problem. I was hoping
0: that- as well as the craziness that is Alex Jones and all of the crazy theories he throws out there, what have you seen on Flat Earth specifically? Is there anything crazy that comes to mind?
1: Yeah. You know what? I, I read one of the craziest fucking arguments someone said, uh, one of the Flat Earth proponents said about it this is going around apparently so forget me forgive me if you've heard this but the idea that a ship doesn't really disappear over the horizon that you could always zoom in on it if you just have enough of a of a powerful lens in your camera so they think that that in some way is proof that the earth is flat that's just proof of how far you can see (laughs) that's all it is you like you don't understand like the, f- the curve of the earth, it takes forever. It's fucking huge. Like, you're, I get what people are doing. Like, well, how come if you zoom out, you can see? It? Well, you can't forever. That's why you can't see Mount Kilimanjaro from your fucking living room in Santa Monica. <laughs> right. D- dip shit. Right. All right. It's, like, it's a curve to it. It just takes a long ass time. And you can't see the boat long before it goes over the curve. Because unless you're talking about a giant ass boat, and even a giant ass boat at 30 miles away, which is where you still be able to see some of it, that's too far for your eyes. So if you zoom in with some sort of a crazy spotting scope or something like that, yeah, you'll be able to see it for a little while, and then in another couple of hours, it'll be gone. It's gonna go over the top. Like, but they want it to be real so bad. They want it to be real so bad that they come up with these things that aren't true as examples why the Earth is flat. And the big one was, yeah, there's, How come every photo of the Earth from space is a composite? You didn't even bother to look into it, because that's not true. If there's a fucking satellite that takes a high-resolution photo of the Earth something like every 10 minutes. It's the Himawari 8. It's a Japanese satellite. You can go online. You can look at the pictures. It shows where every fucking storm cloud is all over the country in real time. So if there's a storm that's hitting Cuba, you go to that, you look at that image from that day where the storm is. You'll see the fucking storm. Like, it's all real. And if you don't believe that's real, do you believe that someone is so good at hiding shit that they've kept all the images of the flat earth from ever being published? That no one has been able to, tra- in the history of people, has been able to travel past the ice wall into the, the nether region of hobbits and gnomes and pixie
0: elves. So why do you think people believe in Flat Earth to begin with? And why do you think it all started? Lack of education and then it's also
1: being committed to these ideas to the point where they're a part of you. It's, it's idea identity politics. This is what it is. When you, when you believe in an idea so much that you don't, and I've been guilty of this, and I think everybody has at one point in your life, you've been guilty of not really looking at it for what it is, but instead looking at it for what you want it to be and for what you've already committed yourself to believing in. That's a big part of the problem. A big part of the problem with people is you commit yourself to believing in something. And then when you commit yourself to believing in something, anything that's contrary to that belief gets fought viciously you shut it down you interrupt by all means necessary you mock it you deride it you don't examine it objectively you don't look at it objectively you just look for a way to shoot it down look for a way to shit on it look for a way if in any fall back on the government lies all the time i never believed them fall back on all these different positions but at the end of the day if you look at it from just like well, okay, what's the most likely thing? The most likely thing is it's round. They've figured it out. They know it's round. You can see it from space. They've taken pictures of it. People have absolutely flying in the space station. There's videos of the the fucking the thing landing out of the sky. People pulling people out of the water. They, they've seen. They've gone into space. Okay, they've taken pictures. This is all real. There's satellites. They're real. If you get satellite radio, it's real. Okay, it's really from a satellite. When you get DirecTV, it's real. It's in space, it's orbiting the fucking Earth. There's flight patterns that are carefully calculated that are going around the Earth. Everybody would have to be lying. Do you understand how crazy it is? I'm with you on a lot of conspiracies. I'm with you on Operation Northwoods. I'm with you on the Gulf of Tonkin. Shit, you get me high enough, I'll go Area 51 on you. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll go Bob Lazar. (laughs) I'll go. uh, I'll. I'll I'll go deep on some who the fuck knows wacky shit. Till you get to the Earth being fat. and that's when I go. You're just chasing your tail. You're chasing your fucking tail. Angry little pricks call me a shill. They're just shit. I'm telling you. I used to think that too. It started out as a troll This is what I think happened. I think it became an exercise in psychology From what I've understood what I've understood and I might be wrong But from what little I've done poking around about this It seems like this might have started on 4chan and it might have started as a joke That there's always been a certain percentage of people that believe that the world was flat there's always a certain percentage, just like there's a certain percentage of Moonies, there's a certain percentage of people that, you know, are Satan-worshippers, people just, there's wacky beliefs, and people get attached to these wacky beliefs, and they fucking cling to them, and they say, in, in whatever it is, whatever, whatever the belief is, there's a certain percentage of people that have always thought the Earth was flat. But then, what I read was that someone on 4chan started trolling, And that by trolling and trying to post this fake evidence about the world being flat, a bunch of people bought it and they ran with it. And not only did they run with it, they started to ramp it up and add things to it, and flat earth theory became a thing. And these people all decided that this was like a legitimate pursuit. That there is some Illuminati, some group of Jews, it's always Jews, that are hiding all the information. That somehow or another they've talked to all the map makers, all the people that work in commercial shipping, all the people that are flying airplanes, all the people that are making satellites, anyone in aerospace, all these fucking people, all these people, all these people... All these people. Are all together and they're all lying. Okay, and I am I am too. Or maybe, just listen to this, maybe you're chasing your fucking tail and you're confusing the shit out of some people that are dumber than you because of your inability to look at what it is versus what you want it to be. I'm right about this. There's no fucking reason why someone would lie about the shape of the planet. There's no benefit in it. There's no reason why anybody would conceal that information. There's no benefit. If someone found out the Earth was flat, they would be fucking singing it from the rooftops. Any real scientist, any real person who's been in the space station, any real person who's flying the space shuttle—they're real. I know you're like, oh, you don't know them. I've met them. I had that uh, Chris Conrad guy. Is that his name? Chris Hatfield. Chris Hatfield. Forget his fucking name. Commander Chris. <sighs> I blame the weed. Chris Hatfield. <laughs> He was wonderful. He was in space for a long time. He was talking about the effects of it when he came down and uh, how, how, how bad it fucked up his body. That was a fascinating podcast. I remember I got, I think I got like 40 minutes with him then he had to go. It was like yeah, one of those yeah. quick little things and he was amazing. You're talking to a guy that's been circling the fucking planet in a metal box. No, that's not real. It's real. No, it is real. This is the reason why your phone works. Understand this? The people, this is what's ironic. The people that are doubting the highest minds and the most competent technological innovators in the world, like the most competent people are the people that are involved in like aerospace, airplane construction, jet construction, cell phones, computers, those are the people that are at the top of the fucking heap. And these apes that are using these devices To say that the world is flat. You're doing just what a massive disservice you're doing to the very minds that have created the thing that you're using to complain with this ridiculous idea that someone's hiding the information from all the people because they don't want you to know that the world is like your phone, man. I get it. I want to believe Bigfoot's real. I get it. I want to believe. If you show me some fucking half-ass Bigfoot footage, I'll watch it three, four times in a row. I'll go one day, maybe, 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 hey, maybe, you never know. There's a lot of parts of the world we never go to, you know, somewhere deep in the Congo. I wouldn't be surprised, right? I want to believe, but I'm also objective. You got to be both. I know you want to believe the Earth is flat. I'm super sorry, but it appears to be round as fuck, just like every other planet we've ever looked at. All of them. Imagine how crazy it'd be if Earth was flat. Well, here's the problem with this idea, you fucking dummies. A lot of the people behind this idea believe that it was created by God, like on a pizza tray. Like, that that this is part of a religious belief, is that God made this flat Earth in the cosmos and it's all about us. This is part of it. This is is connected to your group. Joe, you're so arrogant with your idea. No, I'm fucking dumb, okay?
0: But I'm smart enough to know the world is round. Crazy assholes. <laughs> they are crazy, Joe. They are crazy. And the question is are they crazy for a real reason? Is any of this real? What is your opinion on reality? And is this all a dream?
1: What is real? If you could live in a perpetual dream, what's going on there? You're still, there's something happening. You're experiencing things. It's, it's, things are happening. Whether you're lying there with your eyes closed or not. There's a bunch of shit that's going on, a bunch of experiences that your senses are taken in that are pretty fucking remarkably similar to real life. Like, that's why it's so crazy, because it feels real, right? That's why dreams, like especially lucid dreams, trip you out. Because it feels real when you're asleep for eight hours. How do we know when you're out cold, when you're, you're out, right? How the fuck do we know what's actually happening? What's going on in these, these dream states? Because you only remember a fraction of the time you're out, right? There's a fraction of the time. What if dreams aren't fake? What if they're just some alternative reality that you occasionally intermingle with when you're conscious or unconscious rather? Like when you go into a dream state, maybe that's just like the shadow of something that just happened that was real. Maybe you have like these these moments that seem like eight hours to you or five hours to you. But you're really interfacing with some completely different timeline and some completely different reality and The world is pliable. It's not locked down like rocks aren't rocks and water isn't water But everything's fluid and changing constantly and that's why when you're in these dreams You freak out because all of a sudden like the physics of reality are gone. There might be a wor- Look just the fact that this world exists in the state that it exists in this world is very very bizarre If it wasn't real like th- this if reality wasn't real if we all lived in some sort of a black-and-white print version of life and Then you got to experience the life that you and I know the doing stand-up and being in LA and Flying in planes and using the internet and experiencing life in the 21st century in 2017 you would be like this is is the craziest psychedelic trip. If you went to Times Square, never you had never experienced anything like human culture. And you went to Times Square, you would be freaking the fuck out. It would be insane. We're just so used to it. We're so used to it, we don't realize how bizarre the actual world is. Possible that these dream worlds, that these are just different worlds that you tap into when you conk out, could be infinite. Could be you're running a series of lives. Like you have multiple lives going on and your decisions you make in this conscious life affect all of them And maybe you have other lives when you're asleep that are conscious when you're awake But much like you're asleep and you don't remember what the fuck is going on when they're asleep They don't remember what the fuck is going on and you interface you might not just be Nick Swartzen stand-up comedian You might be an entity that interfaces with multiple different dimensions in the night and you just Fuck. don't remember it, just like you don't remember sleeping. You don't remember a lot of shit that happens when you're conked out for eight hours, right? Well, they probably don't remember when you're awake and you're, you're interfacing, you're not just shutting off. Like your, your brain wants to, everything needs to shut off so that your other self in this other dimension can interact and can go about its, its world. And maybe eight hours to it is a month or a week to us. We don't even fucking know. Maybe that's a huge important part of being a person is that other world has to has to coincide with it. Maybe that's why Michael Jackson died. Because they gave him that shit that conked him out. That didn't, you don't dream under that shit. They would basically put him under anesthesia every night
0: and he wouldn't get to interface with the other world. Maybe this, the hee hee and the shamona was a way for Michael to communicate with the other world and we just didn't realize it. What do you think of that, Joe? <laughs> If we're able to communicate with the other world, do you think this makes human beings evolved? And what's the future for the human race?
1: We're like, we're in like this wave of like being evolved and not being evolved at the same time, like technologically, spectacularly evolved to the point where we can bend matter and create nuclear weapons and fly robots to Mars and take pictures and send them back to us. Like the shit that we can do is off the charts when it comes to like technology and our ability to manipulate the world around us and create giant buildings and structures and airplanes and Bridges and shit, but the the monkey interaction thing is still not very good. So we still have war we still have places where we send people over with metal tanks and guns and shoot people and protect people from the other people that are shooting people and get involved in all these fucking crazy things our physical interactions as uh, as organisms are Just still in this barbaric stage. We're still in this one tribe going after another tribe stage from 20,000 years ago 30,000 Why? years ago. It's like the same programming But now this programming can fly jets filled with missiles and shoot them out of the sky and sneak up on you underwater in a metal tube a submarine that shoots fucking nuclear with missiles and shit <laughs> underwater I mean, we're in the weirdest flux. We're in this weird sort of uh, unbalanced period in the evolution of the human organism because we can do so much. We're mad about men who decide they're women who want to use the girls' room. We're mad everything. We're mad about religion. We're mad about rights and gender and everything. Everything we're mad. Everyone's mad. Fuck Roseanne Barr. Everyone's mad. Everyone is so (laughs) mad. And while all this is all this weird personal interaction shit is happening, that's distracting the fuck out of us. The more it ramps up, the the better AI gets artificial yeah, artificial intelligence because yeah. <laughs> just keep working on it and keep getting better and better. We're gonna be well, a full on rock fight when AI goes live. No it's like it's like we're we're falling into this whole like if this was a trap. If I was artificial intelligence and I knew I'd be like well. Is what we'll do. We'll just go back in time and set people up and make them make us. They give us shiny Fuck. Samsung Galaxy Note 9. Look at how big the <laughs> battery is. And now big they take dog. photos of your face. It knows your face. Face ID. Yeah. You can tell ID. your face. Yeah, Fuck. face ID and fingerprints. And before that you know it. Go thing. Listen, we found the best way to get a signal to talk to people. You just stick it in your ass. Yeah. It's a little pellet. We're gonna put a little oh. robot dick in our ass. A little, pe- <laughs> but that pellet, if you could just hold it in your ass, it's smooth, dude. You barely know it's in there. Okay. But it connects with your your ass is open. It's not like the rest of your skin. You're not gonna keep it in your mouth, right? Well, the ass is the way to go because it's like open. You know, it's not like you don't have to go through the dermis. And so that just just connects with you and you can fucking see augmented reality with a little tiny robot dick It's about that big. You barely feel it. It's like a BB uh, fuck, That's what's gonna happen dude yeah. growing well na- now the, an- the the weirdest thing is not the anti-aging I think we're gonna run into biological limitations. I think the weirdest shit is gene editing It's <gasps> took a turn for the stoner. scares the shit out of me well, d- well, It's the fucking human interaction part is the part that we can't get right it's real weird. It is. If you look at all the different kinds of interactions that we manage managed to successfully navigate, I mean, people have, obviously have problems in business, and there's lawsuits in business, and there's people that get fired, and there's all sorts of problems with people doing business. But overall, they get a lot of things done, right? Like business keeps improving. Things keep getting better. We barely improve with how we treat each other. Like the way human beings treat each other, we barely get better at that. And we do react to things better. Like, if we're mad at someone for doing something, that's where we're like more clear with like egregious violations of our code, right? Like racism. Like, this Roseanne thing was a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, no fucking way. We're not tolerating that. Fuck her. And then ABC's like, yep, fuck it. We're pulling the plug on the show. It's like, like immediate reactions. Yep. So it's like, what I'm, I don't think it was right. I think she's got a lot of problems and she's, taking a shitload of pills and she's all fucked up and I know she's not racist at least she tells me that but what I do know is that racism is horrible and people just don't want to tolerate it anymore and that's what the good thing is the good thing is like this this overwhelming response from people that they're not tolerating racism anymore you can't do that anymore we we won't tolerate it Mm -hmm. and this is fairly new man I mean with the civil rights marches, that was in the 60s, right? I mean, think about what was going on in the 50s and the 40s. and That that shit, that was not that long ago in terms of like how long there's been people. So we're dealing with this radical change in this
0: regard, but very little change in like our kindness. Speaking of kindness and making the world a better place, how do you make yourself happy and and others around you as well as How do you stay happy on a regular basis?
1: And avoided things that make me unhappy, and figured out what those things are, and been very rigid about eliminating them from from my life. And one of the big ones is eliminating interactions with people that are negative. That is gigantic. And because I've realized that I'm not really as independent as I used to like to think I was, I used to like to think that my thought process was independent and that I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. That's nonsense. People say that because they absolutely care what people think and it bothers them. So they say, I don't give a fuck. But that I don't give a fuck stuff is almost entirely nonsense. You do care. And you care in both ways. You care if people are critical of you, care if people are positive of you, but you also care if people are living positive lives and they're motivating you. That's that's a big one. People are fuel, and other people. It's one of the reasons why I like talking to people. One of the reasons why I like to do podcasts because I get a lot out of you know, like just talking to you. You get energy out of people like that, and you think about this energy, and you think about this inspiration when you're doing other things, and it also sets in your mind that when you meet these exceptional people that move you, like what are the characters, what are the qualities that they have, what are the characteristics that they that they possess. And those things become significant and important to you. Whereas, if you live around a bunch of people that are complaining and bitching about everything, and they see the negative in everything, and they're always whining, those people are the opposite of that. They're the opposite of inspiration, and they're, they're just they're they're mud. You're just like, what? It's like you're up to your ankles in mud. You try to trudge through life. It's difficult. You're not light it's not it's not pushing you there's not a wind at your back the wind's in your face and it's rough you know and over time i've learned that these people you just you you're not going to fix them i used to want to fix them when i was young i used to want to go hey man i see what you're doing like dude don't do that anymore listen just try just just do this and and stop doing that and start doing this and if you just work towards this you could be successful and then A week later the guys doing the same shit you're like okay I'm wasting a significant amount of my energy on someone who doesn't want to waste any of their energy on themselves and so managing the the community and the tribe that you're in making sure that you're a good member of that tribe that you're doing your part you know and there's a lot of uh, cynicism in these days about uh, inspiration and about motivation because there's a lot of fake shit, you know, you can go on Instagram and you see a million of these inspirational quote pages and they're run by people that are probably depressed. You know, you see a lot of people that are, you know, talking about how to get ahead in life, but they're not really doing anything themselves. So there's a lot of cynicism involved in that. But There's also sincerity in it and you can get, if you just look at it with a pure heart and a pure mind, you can get a lot of energy out of that. And when you're around happy, inspirational people that are successful it makes you feel better and you get inspired and if you act on that inspiration your life will be more fulfilled and it's not just inspirational in terms of financial success but in terms of doing difficult things whether it's running a hundred miles it doesn't pay you a goddamn thing other than the, the, the the wealth of the knowledge that you can push yourself to such an extreme Or Anything else whether it's someone who becomes really good at playing chess or someone who's really good at martial arts or or whatever it is There's there's a great feeling in these overcoming these difficult things because life is never this Just constant state of I'm at a nine all day and when I'm with my wife I hit ten yay, and I stay like that. That's not real. What's real is like you saying that you went to this monastery and felt all this this angst about meditating and being alone and not having your phone and not having the input, but then when it comes out of it, then you have this reward. So you you push through this and you had these uncomfortable feelings and you came out of those uncomfortable feelings with this newfound appreciation for time and this newfound respect for your own existence in your own space and carving out three hours for yourself a day. That's where it all comes from. It all comes from life lessons and the lessons are learned through struggle. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that think somehow or another you're gonna get to some place where you're living in silk sheets and you're getting your toes done while someone's dropping grapes into your mouth. I don't want that. I've never wanted that. That guy's not gonna be happy. He's gonna be bored an hour into the grapes You can get those fucking grapes away from me. Stop painting my toes. What am I doing in this bed? I got to do something. I'm not stimulated. The human organism, the animal that we are, needs constant stimulation because it evolved trying to find food and escape enemies and find shelter, escape nature, escape the elements, try to survive, and this is the great joy that you have in taking care of your children, that you can protect your children from the elements and the enemies and feed them. And and it's also the great sadness that you see in losers. When I see a loser, I see some guy who's 43 years old, lives in his parents' basement, and he fucking hates the world. I'm like, that was a baby. Man, this is a baby that somebody just gave shitty nutrients to, whether it's f- nutrients in the forms of food or in the f- form of thoughts and ideas and examples, and this kid developed these horrible, self-defeating patterns of behavior that have led them to this point, where they're this this middle-aged person with no future and no idea of how to get out of this rut and probably never will escape it, and might just wind up sucking on a gun. You know, I mean this is this is the world that we live in today. And I think part of that world is because we have been fed this line of horseshit that you're supposed to seek comfort. And I don't think you are. I think you're supposed to seek lessons and you're supposed to seek difficult tasks and and, and 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 accomplishments and through those things and through doing things that are hard to do even if it's just a fucking 90 minute hot yoga class I do a 90 minute yoga class man I, those last 20 minutes I do not want to be there man and I definitely don't want to give 100% and I can cheat I can I could kind of half ass it I can I can but if I don't and I get through it When that time is up and the lady says namaste and everybody gets up, I'm like, fuck, man, I made it. You know, I lost 15 pounds. My fucking yoga mat is drenched to the point where I could literally wring it out and fill a a jug up with water. But through that struggle, I will now have a better day. And I better fucking do it again tomorrow. Or do something else. Because if I just think, well, tomorrow I'm just going to coast and eat Twinkies and watch TV, Oh, hello, sadness, my old friend. Hello, depression. Because when you're not doing anything, you feel like shit. And that's just a part of being a human being. And we can pretend that we're something other than what we really are. And we can pretend, nah, me, man, I'm just cool, just chilling, doing nothing. Bullshit. You're a fucking human. You're a human being. You evolved from the... Fucking hundreds of thousands of years of hunters and gatherers and people that were struggling those re- human reward systems are carved Deeply into your DNA and if you don't respect that if you don't respect the mechanism of happiness and fulfillment And what you really need to do in order to feel satisfied in life camaraderie love family friendship struggle testing yourself learning all those things are imperative. They're all a giant
0: part of being a person. Thank you, Joe. That was beautiful. And that really provides a strong foundation for people to get behind in how they can stay strong in an ever changing world. I love this podcast. I loved making it. I loved, you know, getting to, to know this, uh, this audience. Well, playing a new game with this audience, I'll say. Uh, with Joe Rogan as the uh, maybe (laughs) pawn. So this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I'll see you here this time next week.